0: Why, hello there, everyone, and welcome to episode number 10 of the Monocle Moments podcast. So, let's say you're a software developer and you're getting kind of bored of doing all the coding yourself. Now, you need some people to work for you. You could just go to LinkedIn or, I don't know, put an ad in a local newspaper or something. Or you could be like Chris and visit the prison, teach them how to code, and then have them work for you. So, I'm talking to Chris Belyars. He's the founder and CEO of Underdogs. And in this discussion, Chris really opens up about the experiences he's had with inmates from the prison. Uh, Now, for instance, one which I love, which you're going to hear about, is a guy in his 50s who ends up crying because of how much the program means to him, and he's about to get kicked off of it. Now, we also talk about, you know, how do you select prisoners for such a program? Um, And he actually uses something with food, which we're going to get into. But then also, what if you have to reject a prisoner? How do you do that? This leads us to a whole discussion about prejudice. Is someone born a criminal? or not now to close off we then talk about how he went from being a super mega nerd to kind of being a super super social mega nerd Uh, so you know how he learned to tell stories and how he even learned to talk to large audiences so my guess is that this podcast is really going to get you thinking Um, so let's just jump right into it i bring you my conversation with chris belliaris Welcome everyone to episode number 10 of the Monocle Moments podcast. My guest today is Chris. Chris,
1: welcome to the show. Thank you, John. Lovely to be here.
0: I'm so happy to have you. So we met, what is it like, two days ago at a networking event. And you were telling me your story in like a one minute pitch. And I was like damn, I have to talk to this guy. So, so maybe you can just tell us in a short fashion what you kind of told me that inspired me to invite you.
1: Yeah, sure. What, what I'm doing is uh, I'm the owner of Underdogs, uh, which is a company in the Netherlands in which I help people with the best thoughts to become a software engineer. So I'm uh, helping people in prison and people who came out of prison, uh, refugees, people with autism, uh, wrong education, everybody who likes to call themselves an underdog. Uh, I educate them and afterwards I hire them to run projects from after the market so yeah
0: so basically you go to prisons physically and you train people in software development and then they come work for you
1: yeah I agree so uh, I go to uh, two prisons at this time uh, so twice a week I'm actually going through all the security checks and yeah work with prisoners who have tr- quite a track record sometimes and it's actually pretty fun to do yeah
0: so how did I get started? Where, did, where does his story start?
1: Well, it, it started a long time ago. Uh, the thing is I used to be a, a software engineer for quite a year, quite some time quite some years. Uh, an architect I want, was a freelancer and I kind of disliked programming after a while and I like to talk, I like to speak, I like to train people. So a friend of mine who was a, at a supermarket, uh, he didn't like his job but he's pretty smart. I know him from chess and I know him from games. And I thought, you know, you know, you can program, you should do that, because it's a better job than what you're doing right now. Uh, And after I trained him, I got an offer from the government that people in jail should go, uh, when they go out of jail, they need to go do a job. And I was thinking, yeah, well, I can do it with that guy, I can do it with the prisoners as well. And that's kind of how it started. And in the train, there was a refugee, or with two kids, and one of those kids, they threw a ball at the head. So like, uh, just, they, they hit me on the head with a ball. And the thing is that I, could, I came to talk with their parents, and they appeared to be two refugees from Turkey with a very high degree of college, so or, or university. Wow, yeah. yeah. And And so I thought, yeah, people from prison, refugees, or the first guy I trained who has autism, and I thought, yeah, everybody needs a chance and there are very smart people who not who are not getting the chance right now and that's kinda of stupid.
0: Yeah, so so in a sense you're you're a social entrepreneur then who yeah, just anyone who had a bad chance, you you get you give them a chance to become a programmer and and do something you know, awesome.
1: Yeah, that's that's the thing. I I, I really like to handle problems and software engineering is like artisanship and it's like the only artisanship from the modern age, I think. Uh, and everybody who has the potential to actually become a programmer should have the chance to do that. And it's 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 kind of hard, but it's not that hard. It's like, I've told you, it's like alchemy. Mm. It's like a like kind of magic, and people do not know how it works. It's t- very, very expensive. And if you know how it works, it might not be that hard. But if you ruin it, it's going to be boom. Yeah. And uh, the thing things to do is... Um, it's easy to pick up and it makes a life so much better to get a job into programming so yeah
0: yeah so do you have a do you have an example of a story of someone who you've you know helped teach to program how quickly they learned it and then what they did with it afterwards
1: uh yeah well we just started of course we started last year in april so um the people in prison are still in prison right now uh, especially with corona uh, COVID, I mean. Uh, and the thing is, they are in lockdown in the prisons right now. But when the, the the lockdown ends, someone will get free and they go to work with me. And he is the most exceptional one of them all. He learned to program at a very high level in three weeks. In three weeks. Three weeks, indeed. So, But he didn't sleep anymore. So it's like 12, 16 hours a day he learned wow. to program. Um, and he calls me from prison just to... Give me an update how it is, and it's still in lockdown, and he actually uh, learned his son programming as well. His son isn't doing that well at school.: Wow, and yeah he just gets me, get, keeps getting me updates about him and his son, and that he really wants to work with us, and that's one of the guys who, in three weeks it's mental, it's really mental, believe me, and for other people, it's like between eight and two twelve weeks they they learn program that's the normal case. Mm. Um, but I got some exceptionals as well. So there's another guy. He is in prison uh, for quite some years. And it's a really weird case in, all in its own. Uh, you know the True Man Show? Yeah. Yeah. Well, that was his life for a year with cops. No way. Th- tw- uh, 32 cops uh, were being in his life. And there was an office, which was fake. The, his friends were fake. He went to Spain, which is uh, quite some countries away, of course. And everything was fake uh, until they got a. Um, what's it called again uh, confession out of him wow uh, which he gave well uh, he, sa- he said a gun was pointed at him so it's a really weird case it's really emotional he, it's a crazy story for it's, a start yeah, yeah well the first time I heard it I thought what is this is yeah. this possible and uh, it's actually on the news as well so you can read it wow and Let's say where were we again? Sorry.
0: <laughs> we were talking about him being exceptional. Yeah. So he's right, exceptional
1: yeah. because before he went to prison, he already was a programmer. Really. And not just just not just a programmer, he had a team of 50 people. Wow. So at a great uh, one of the the, the banks in the Netherlands, he he had 50 people and he had some really big programs running under his control. And the only thing we needed to do with him was to uh make him get the new technologies up and ready because he was uh COBOL, and Cobol is yep. one of the older languages and were in c sharp and react for the front end yep. which uh makes the website go running and he just needed to transition from an old language to a new one which was actually quite fast as well
2: yeah
0: so okay so so you, you have some people and you know they spend like you said three weeks or eight to 12 weeks learning something then what are they able to do at that point
1: uh many things so the the guys from from prison which i've talked about they made an uh, an app which does uh, groceries for in prison so you got a a prison normally it's just on paper and eight thousand prisoners in the netherlands needs to uh do their groceries but on paper say what they want and they made an app so the paper wasn't needed anymore and the store will will get the the orders from the prisoners so that's the thing they could make yeah
0: so initially, you have a process where they basically they have a paper, they tick boxes, like they have what like like a couple of pages of papers, they tick boxes. These are post office sent to the shops, and then they take the things and then get them back. Yeah, mostly
1: so it's by post so yeah. it's it's actually by, by not by email, but just like regular mail.
0: But you could already scan it for a start, but that didn't happen then
1: No that yeah. no, that didn't happen. I don't know why, but it, uh, I think because the mail protocol is kind of a leak leaky i don't know okay but the 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 department of justice is really old-fashioned as well so i think mm. it's just they never updated that and the the thing is that the prisoners it's not like boxes it has far more issues yeah. because i'm uh you maybe you can help me how is it's called in english it's like when you add four of those lines and then just one uh slash between it uh, that should be called durver
0: Mm. Oh yeah, uh, I don't know. Like it's what they do in prison, right? Where they put four columns upwards or something, yeah, and then they put one through, and then they count to five. And then Agree. They, yeah, and that,
1: and that's the way they did their groceries. With so that when they want uh, like five bottles of water, that's the way they count. But yes. if they do two uh, of those strokes, is that do they want two of them or do they want eleven of them? Ah, so that's lots of problems with this process.
2: Yeah
0: okay and then you then and then you had people themselves program this to just be like an app
1: yeah and uh it's it's uh, we got a company in the netherlands which is quite uh growing really really fast it's called picnic mm-hmm. and i kind of looked at their app and it was very inspirational to build this kind of app as well yeah. but in an ecosystem which is really uh expandable yeah yeah, uh, yeah.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you just basically you, you took their, you know, you looked at their idea and you managed to have them program something similar, and then yeah, amazing.
1: and 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 also within the ecosystem of a government, which has really a lot of programs, mm-hmm. and the 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 money is somewhere, their their the details are somewhere, their passwords might be somewhere mm-hmm. in all different kinds of systems, uh, and the thing we built was just uh, the combination of all of those little programs. Right. put together into one yeah. app which the prisoner can use yeah yeah
0: so you're you're in the prison you physically go there
1: yeah i do so when you're there and
0: you're you're, you're talking to you know people who've committed crimes what, what is what is that like
1: yeah it's, it's it's weird because the i really don't care where people came from i really care about where they want to go so everybody has a bad start and for some of them i i do know what they did because they were all over the news um and I think it's it's really weird to know those people did those kind of things, or at least the they got convicted. And yeah, it's, it's really weird to think about that. I'd really like to see the person in there because I've got one guy who never comes out anymore. He's he's serving a lifetime. Yeah. And you know, in the Netherlands, a lifetime is a lifetime.
0: Yeah, it's not like thirty-two years or whatever. No, is it? it's yeah. it's forever.
1: Yeah. And he he killed two people, and um, it's really. When I talk to him, he's the most relaxed guy of the whole group. Because when there's something wrong, he says, well, it's okay now, guys, stop it. And it's okay. And everybody thinks it's okay. And he is just, he really doesn't like any trouble. And it's weird to know that he has got convicted for those kind of things. And it's, I I really try not to think about it too much. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's really hard. Yeah. yeah,
0: So... um. Yeah, that's crazy. So what I understand from talking to you for a couple of hours so far is that my impression is that you are a little bit too smart for most people because uh, from what I understand, you dropped out of uh, out of university, you, you you ended up leaving, you taught yourself the piano by just listening, and you just have loads of these things that I could go on about for quite a while where you've done these things. Like, can you maybe can you maybe talk about that
1: <laughs> uh, yeah, sure well, I've got a lot of hobbies, and I'm not sure why, but I'm really competitive at what I do within everything, so if it's table tennis, if it's snowboarding, if it's piano, if it's anything I like at all, it's just I want to get good at any everything I do I'm, i I'm always competitive, so I always push myself forward and forward and forward um, that's the thing it's just I think, well, that's fun, let's do that. And and it, it just happens all the time that everything gets keeping out of hand all the time, but it's not it's not a problem. It's more like a way of living. I don't know.
0: Yeah. So how so how did then the the programming start? Because you know, like I'm sure we can get into some stories of what you've done programming, but um, you've, you you had to start at some point, and then you became competitive, probably. But wh- where did that start?
1: Well, actually, it it was already kind of competitive when I started. That's that's the fun fact. Uh, when I was 12, my father gave me a book about programming yeah. because I wanted to know what my father did for his work. He is a programmer. He had his own company in the, the logistics sector. Yeah. And I want to be better, be better than my father. That, that's right. the thing. He was like a role model for me. And he was really a lot with his uh, busy with his company, so I didn't see him that much. But he really was a role model with a lot of knowledge and was always the knowledgeable of my parents. My mother was more emotional right. and my father was really, really rational. Yeah. So I really wanted to better than someone I thought was really great. Yeah. So I got a book and it was Visual Basic uh, at first. And the first uh, actual program which I made wasn't the Hello World Everybody Does. It was <laughs> which, is, like... which is what I learned. <laughs> it's gone, yeah. So, yeah <laughs> many people do. So the thing is that the first thing I created was some really stupid app with two buttons which said Click Me. Yeah. And when you went over the button, it disappeared.
0: When you went over
1: the... Yeah, so you hovered over the button with your mouse. Yeah. The moment you could click on the button, it disappeared and it went to another place <laughs> on the screen. <laughs>
0: it was a so, really stupid so project. you're trying to click the button, but you can't actually click it because yeah. it keeps moving away.
1: I agree. Yeah, that, that was actually the first project. It was really stupid and... You got like the useless machines and this kind of this, this kind of thing, but yeah. it's uh, it's got quite some things in it. In, in Hello World, you just put some text on your screen. Hmm. With this one, I needed to have a screen with a button which interacted, and it's it was quite extensive. But the language was quite easy to do those kind of things, also yeah. without too much programming.
0: Did you write that one in Visual Basic?
1: Yeah, I did. Okay, awesome. All, almost something to be uh, ashamed of, um, to be honest. <laughs> Why? Uh, Visual Basic is kind of the yeah, the special uh, special niece children from Microsoft. Okay. It, it just happened to be, the they had Basic and uh, Visual Basic 6. And after a while, C Sharp came, and Visual Basic always uh, existed. But it almost always was the worst choice out of the two. Oh, wow. And it's more, because you don't have all the brackets and stuff, you just have a lot of English. So when you have, in C Sharp, you got an if statement with some brackets. Yeah. In Visual Basic, you got if and and if, for some reason. And okay. uh, there's a lot more of English words in it to uh, determine scopes within a program. Hmm. And that's not, yeah, it's kind of nasty, I, th- I think. I don't know.
0: Okay, so no one no one try Visual Basic, but instead try...
1: C-sharp. Or, yeah, there are just four languages nowadays, which are, uh, well, there are more, but there are four main languages which are uh, used in the cloud. Uh, C Sharp, Java, Node.js, and Python. Those are, I think, the, gr- the four greatest. Um, and for the front end, when you go to web development, you have to do JavaScript because there's no real other option. Uh, there will be one in the future, but that's something which is just uh, its really on the bleeding edge right now.
0: Okay. And so um, you told me earlier that when you were 14, you basically did your first kind of like project yeah true
1: I agree now what i did is i'm a, i'm i'm really someone who is not that structured which is weird because i'm a programmer but uh when i look at myself i'm the one who always runs forward to do stuff and someone needs to pick up the pieces i'm really right. bad at <laughs> writing as well so at school at like high school or was it high school yeah um there was uh, you have an agenda and you got the homework to do and you need to write it in your agenda. Yeah. Well, if I ever wrote it in my agenda, I never looked at, at, at it afterwards. Yeah. So that's the problem. And
0: You're I just then you don't know when you have to do your homework. Yeah. Or
1: or, or got like tests or something. So every test was a surprise test. <laughs> it's, it's like yeah. Well, I made it, but the thing is, I was never, never. What I know, what what to expect. It was just another yeah, lesson. What to do now? Oh, it's a test. Nice. <laughs> that's it. And the thing is, because that was my problem, and I thought it was, it's it's kind of funny afterwards. But at the moment, it's really annoying because my parents never knew what my homework was and the test. And when it, I when I missed the test. That's yeah. It's always a problem with my parents and with teachers. So. I was already in programming for two years, and I made a program which is called "Maak je huiswerk,"
3: yeah, which
0: is "Do your homework." Do your right. homework in yeah. Dutch,
1: indeed. And it was just an agenda for teachers to write what the homework was, and the classes could log in to it to see the homework every teacher um, had had given them. Yeah. So the teacher sees their own kind of periodic system roster. Um,
0: yeah, just, just their, their planning or the, whatever the, planning the classes of, are. Yeah. yeah,
1: which classes they have. And the classes see that as well, but they are uh, combined to uh, to see whatever you need to see as the person who is logged in. That's amazing. Yeah, I got, I got to say, my father helped a bit. Yeah. Uh, it was also in a language almost nobody knows. What is it? Uh, visual RPG. Yeah, I don't know it. No, no <laughs> nobody does. It's probably it's the a-
0: wrong person to ask, but that doesn't matter. No,
1: yeah. but it, I, I, I'm... Uh, the only one I know is my father, actually, who programs in that stuff, and it's yeah. on some IBM program as well, mm. um, like the the black screen, green letters uh, kind of stuff. And that's how he began because he is uh, like he's almost sixty. Yeah, sorry, Dad. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, we can leave that out later. But yeah, that no, <laughs> doesn't doesn't matter. But it's more like he is already in the business for so long; he's seen so many things, and yeah, sometimes you make some choices which are kind of weird if you look after it afterwards. But it's not really a problem if if it works. Yeah, and that's the thing because he had quite a big company uh, all over the world. Yeah, yeah. I worked there. I, I worked there as well. It's it's pretty fun. You work you worked with your dad. Um, not really with my dad. It was okay. his company. Okay. But I wanted to work there, but he didn't know I was going to work there. <laughs> so he surprised. Yeah, <laughs> there were some. There were multiple owners, and I played everything through the other owner just to do some awesome stuff. And I wanted to, like, hi, Dad, you got a new employee. And it, it's really fun because it was worldwide within uh, Sibmata, uh, Suriname, Abu Dhabi. Uh, they, they were all over the world. And that's it's really fun, yeah. So
0: you get to go to all those places and work from your laptop.
1: Uh, yeah, I've been to quite some of those places. And it's, it's and also, it's kind of, when I go to holiday, yeah, then it's one of those countries because the company pays for the trip.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Amazing. So... One thing we discussed a little bit earlier is that um, in one of your first jobs, people really hated you. In a sense, can, it, you, can yeah. you maybe talk to that. Uh, <laughs> yeah, sure. Yeah, that was
1: a, that's a that's a weird one. I was seventeen, and I got into my first professional job, and it wasn't as a programmer just yet. It was uh, I was uh, like a model oper- operations guy, and
0: and you were seventeen because after.
1: Yeah, high after school. my high school, I tried university and I drank far too much and I learned far too little. And I'm more like a practical guy who likes to solve problems. And I went to the Technical University of Delft. And the thing is, within Delft, that it's really mathematical. Yeah. And that's not my thing. Okay. So I really like to solve problems. I don't want to calculate problems. Okay. And so artificial intelligence is not really my thing either. Yeah. I do know people who actually are quite good at it. But um that's why I dropped out of of, of university because I really wanted to solve some problems. Uh so I could do two things. I could uh, go to another school which is more practical. Yeah. It's uh the University of Applied Sciences. Yeah. Which I did. Yeah. Or I could get a job, which I also did. So you,
0: you did both. I did both.
1: <laughs> yeah, so I was uh being an education uh at night. Mhm. And during the day, I was just working, and that was also one of the requirements to be able to get the job. Okay. Didn't work out that well, but the thing is, uh, the, the job was or the, job? The, mm. the 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 applied sciences university. Okay. The thing is that uh, you got some levels, and uh, the applied sciences are quite old in what they teach. Okay. So in university, you get a lot of concepts, mm. which are. Yeah, able to be used everywhere in daily life yeah. because uh, mathematics don't change that much. Yeah. And within the applied sciences, it was more like what all the stuff because every five years, IT changes. Yeah. And they teach something which was five years old. Okay. So when you're done with the education, you can't do anything about it anymore. It's okay. just old stuff. And within the, the, the job, it was at a um, hospital. Okay. So I was. Uh, you think I'm not really the caring guy. I'm not the the one who was at the beds of the of the v- victims. Patients. Not word patients. Yeah, patients, yeah, yeah. right. <laughs> victims. I'm far too much in in prison uh, nowadays. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so no, but the in, in the hospital I was in IT and operations, and there were quite some programs which aren't that well written because they're quite old. They they are doing right. what they should do. Yeah. But for the users, it's it's like a terminal system, the the okay. black screen with green letters again. Yeah. And what I needed to do all day for weeks was making accounts. Okay. Which is quite some work. But the problem with accounts is it's really repetitive work, and mm. I was programmer, and if programmers dislike one thing, it's repetitive work.
0: Of course, because you can automate it, right? Which I did.
1: <laughs> so the thing is, I. I, I automated it with a, a macro script, so I couldn't do anything for half an hour. But then I did all my work for all eight hours of the day. So at eight o'clock we started. Then I just was on my phone with a macro. And just afterwards at 8.30, eight, the actual job kind of began. And I was playing Age of Vampires all day. <laughs> so you're just
0: playing a game the whole day because you automated your entire job.
1: Yeah, I already had did what I had to do. And <laughs> what else? So one time I got caught by the boss. Uh, And he was thinking, why are you playing a game? Don't you have work to do? And my answer was, no, I don't. Like, what? (laughs) And the thing is that when I let him see the the program and he was thinking, this has possibilities. So I went from application operations to more like the system engineering kind of operations. Mm. And within the Active Directory, there was another account kind of problem, which took days, which I automated as well within the same script. Yeah. So I was an applications uh, uh, maintainer operations, and someone lost their job. Then I went to system engineering, and someone lost their job. Then I okay. went to business intelligence, and someone lost their job because I op- automated the reports to the management. Yeah. And everywhere I went, uh, there was just a job away. and the next uh, department where I came, they think they didn't want me there because they really knew someone was going to get fired. Yeah. And yeah, that, that's, so the the boss liked me, but he was the only one.
0: How how did you deal with that for yourself? Because that must be harsh to be at work and then see people not be as excited anymore.
1: Yeah. It's, it's it's kind of lonely. I think also with, uh, within the, the lunch uh, and, and you're always alone because they don't actually like you. You're doing your job, right? So they can't actually bash you about that. Yeah. But, yeah it's it's, it's kind of lonely, it's annoying you yeah you try to help other people and just go to other departments to to talk yeah because it's it's annoying and the the last one from the departments which I was was at the I'm not sure what it's called I'm calling it the cable guy yeah. so you've got a help desk and you've got a guy who goes to the things in the hospital yeah. to just help the cables getting attached again yeah uh, which in the hospital is really weird as well because people die. Yeah. and when you're 17 and people die where you're uh, where you are that's pretty intense but pretty traumatic as well
2: wow
0: so you've, you've actually seen people die in the hospital
1: yeah multiple and the the first thing uh, the first time it happened i uh, i got for the nurse instantly because i was really really anxious about it yeah. uh, and after some times those kind of things happened it's it's always, it's pretty rough because you talk to those people before because those screens break quite a lot and most of the time at the same places because... So, so when you yeah. say
0: screen, you mean the screen that shows what, like the heart rate or something?
1: Uh, no, not the heart rate, more like you got a entertainment system ah, okay. in which you can go watch some TV, listen to radio or something yeah, yeah, else. Yeah. And those kind of screens, they break quite a lot because I th- I'm not sure, but I think it's more something with an electricity problem. Uh, in in the, the city where I live, there are a lot of problems with electricity, uh, which peaks at some points and then things break. Okay. Uh, for instance, in my home, uh, I've got a, a light and most of the time, one of them is broken at okay. this moment. <laughs> so
0: yeah <laughs> i hope the recording will not stop because then <laughs> no it, it probably
1: it's a laptop so it's got yeah, its got fine, battery yeah. but uh, electricity problems actually occur quite often i have no idea why but i think that might have been happening at those s- certain rooms as well yeah because the the screens broke at almost the same rooms all the time okay
0: so so you're there then in the room and you're talking to someone to switch it and then
1: and uh, then you just hear their last breath and it's really really weird and also, when you on a Friday afternoon, you want to change it because someone has to go into the weekend, and you want him to watch TV, just yeah. have a, an okay time. And we get back on Mondays, and he died. Yeah, that's pretty rough.
0: It's, it's insane. Yeah. It's, yeah.
1: And the the most traumatic thing I've ever seen was someone moving after his death, which actually can occur.
0: Well, okay, someone moving after the death, like kind of like uh, when you cut a chicken's head off and it keeps walking.
1: Uh yeah but the problem with it it keeps walking but the one someone who died it after a while they move and okay. that's uh the the Lazarus reflex it's called okay and they We're put just but in the show notes because
0: yeah i think people won't remember yeah
1: but that's that's it's a really weird re- reflex and it's really traumatic if you don't know that it exists
0: okay so basically someone's dead for a couple of minutes and then they suddenly
1: uh, pull up yeah they pull up their arms like like a pharaoh okay so that's, yeah, that's, 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 uh, today I learned. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's, 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 uh, it was a weird, t- weird time. And afterwards, I really liked to be a programmer. And then I worked at, at my dad's place for two years. Yeah. And afterwards, I did a lot of other stuff, and from security to logistics to government to a lot.
0: What is the, the thing you've made which you are most proud of, you'd say?
1: Most proud of? Uh, it's kind of cheesy to say uh, make pre- make those guys in prison happy. That's kind of cheesy. No, but in programming, <laughs> the thing I think I'm most proud of, um, there are two projects which come to mind. The first one was in logistics at my father's uh, company. Mm. And that was an OCR. So when you make a photo and you can read the text, yeah, um, that's OCR. And we made an improve uh, based on... Um, uh, car numbers, um, yeah. and the problem is when one of those numbers is kind of bad, or there is a screw somewhere, or yeah. when you have a v-, a v with a screw under it, it becomes a Y. Yeah, okay. And yeah. we needed to fix that based on the, the 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 numbers of the cars, which is actually we're going to be there with the containers on it. So we yeah, were yeah. like trucks most mm-hmm, of the time, mm-hmm. uh, and from each country there are different rules. Okay. And which we did was uh, try to make an educated guess based on the system which has a container and a truck which were supposed to be there. Yeah, uh, And we had a, a hit rate or, of 99.6%, oh, that's, that's which amazing. was the highest in yeah. the world at that time. Yeah, And yeah, that was pretty cool. Uh, the other one was um, uh, more in the security sector. So when people uh, think they're not safe, they can get like a device and with an SOS button, and when you press it, uh, someone comes to help you. Okay. Yeah. And that's a that's a load of devices. Uh, it's been, uh, in which like two thousand people are tracked at a time. Mm-hmm. And I'm not sure because I'm, I've been there, or I've not been there in years. But it's it's really cool to see all those devices, and they are also on. Uh, oil platforms and, and where they do this kind of stuff. Yeah. So when you fall from an oil deck, then an alarm falls because your phone knows you're falling. Yeah. Oh, wow. Um, and also for uh, old people, they uh, some people uh, with dementia, they run away. And they there are doors which do not open for certain people. Because of the tracker. Because of the tracker. Oh, uh, but they do open when there's a nurse because that's a different kind of tracker. That's ingenious, and those are those kind of projects are really really awesome to do because you're actually seeing stuff happening in the real world. If yeah. it's a barrier within a container terminal, or it's just a door not opening, yeah, it's really those kind of stuff. It's actually pretty neat, in my opinion.
0: Yeah, so one thing that I'm getting a little bit from this is you you've become a lot more of a, a social entrepreneur compared to the beginning. Like what you do, what you're doing now is like in a lot of ways also very noble. Apart from the fact that it, it makes some sort of living, I hope. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, so, kind so of <laughs> where, where did that transition for you maybe start? Or, or when did that start becoming a thing for you?
1: Uh, yeah, well, that's, that's kind of... It's a really weird story because I kind of just went with the flow and got this way. Because uh, at first I had someone uh, of my friends, he was in chess and in games, he was quite smart. I've talked about him. Yeah, yeah, the supermarket guy. Yeah, the supermarket guy indeed. And the thing with him was, there are many people like him. And from the freelance guys, I knew some people. And prison has to do that. And it's just like, I can do that with prisoners. And at first I was really like a commercial guy who was like, hey, prisoners, well, that's kind of slavery probably makes a lot of money. <laughs> no way. <laughs> and that's actually kind of how I was at first and it's it's really sad, I'm kind of ashamed to say that, but I'm I really was that way when I started because yeah, yeah they did something wrong. They probably deserved it. Mm. And yeah, they don't earn that much. So it's 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 a kind of a gold mine if you see it like a gold mine. Yeah. Uh, afterwards that's not true, but it's that's yeah. kind of how I thought about it. Then I went to prison. I've talked to these people. I've heard about their lives like the Truman Show guy. Yeah. Uh, and, and it's really, uh, it's really weird to be so close to people, who, which has so many um, uh, prejudice. Yeah. So the guy who killed two people, he got convicted for it. Yeah. When you speak to him, it doesn't feel like that. And his case, when you hear his kind of the story, because the stories in the newspaper are not no, never the same as the true story. Yeah. Uh, not by the prisoners. Uh, perspective, but also not yeah. by the victims' perspective. Okay. In news, they are always trying to change some stuff,
0: like make it more interesting or something.
1: Yeah, or maybe not even. So it can be one out of two. So you got some papers who are actually excited to do to write about awesome stuff, mm-hmm. and they, yeah, they make a lens over it, so it's not really the true story anymore. Yeah. Because it's exciting, and the other ones are more um, to be. Less exciting because the government doesn't want them to be exciting because keep it out of the news. Yeah. Okay. So we got yeah, two kinds yeah, of yeah. papers, and in the Netherlands there's one paper who is actually renowned for being excited.
0: Uh, are we gonna name it? Uh, is
1: that okay? <laughs> I think so. A telegraph is uh, is the one uh, which is the government is most uh, anxious about because they really like the excitement and they really do not care about the government at some points. Interesting. Okay. They really like to to show everything which is not okay make it sensational yeah Yeah. totally so that's the one um uh yeah that that's the one uh, paper and the guys i i I talked to the one who killed two people i've I've talked to him about a lot of stuff not definitely about the case because that's always kind of awkward they really like to talk about it but it's always this it's gonna be a little more tense because they think they might be judged for what they kind of did and become
0: maybe a bit like uh, protective in a way, or like how do you say? Yeah, it? yeah.
1: agree. And I think, uh, but I also like to share their kind of their part of the story because that's the one that's on, untold. So the one uh, who serves a lifetime, he got convicted. Uh, the hit story is he bought a car, which is the same as in the paper, uh-huh. and he, uh, he he actually bought it, so it was on his name. And to pay for the car, he went with the the two people who sold it, mm-hmm. just to pay it afterwards. Uh, he went to the toilet, then he heard some gunshots, and he ran for his life because he really did not want to be there. Yeah. Uh, the it was an elderly couple. He, their granddaughter also got shot, but lived, but had yeah. amnesia. Oh wow! So he uh, at some point the granddaughter. Um, Kind of cured of amnesia, I'm not sure in what way. That's kinda of an assumption. But that he got convicted by the the, the testimonial of the, the granddaughter who was there who had amnesia. Okay. So if his story is correct, he was on the toilet and really wanted to get out of there. Yeah. That that would be a really sad story. Yeah. Because that would mean he didn't do it and someone else did it. And I, I'm not, not judging anyone, and uh, you got the, the the government, and you've got the prisoners. Everybody has their own story, and as I said, I don't care what people uh, where they come from, but I care where they want to go to. Right. But those kind of things makes you really think. Like, what if it's actually true what he says? Yeah. And it's really, yeah. I'm mean, I'm really not judgmental, but it it feels really. Um, I'm I'm kind of anxious when I feel that's actually possible
2: yeah
0: that you could end in such a bad place because of
1: of something which just happens and you really your frights uh you got fight flight or fright uh and when you just uh flight your your um when you when you got a lot of fear yeah then you might get convicted because you ran away from a murder. <laughs>
0: In, in a super small version of this, I, I, I once got a really bad detention in high school. This is, this is in no way comparable, but I just had to think about it. And there were a couple of kids who found like balloons in a bag and they started popping them really loud. And I was like, oh, I want nothing to do with this. So I ran away. And so, some, so a teacher comes out of a room and he was like, you did it because you ran away. I'm like, N- I didn't do it. And I, I, was scraping, I was scraping cigarette butts off the school for like three hours after school. And and I was really frustrated because I'm I'm kind of like a Mr. Goody Two Shoes and I, I I hate doing things wrong I I I just I just can't handle it and uh, yeah it's it's not the same but let's say that happens I, yeah, in it, a it big way, way like
1: yeah, it, it kind of feels that way as well so the thing is so you you say about high school the thing in prison which I also compare to high school quite a time is when something bad happens everybody gets punished yeah. That's actually happening in prison as well.
0: Like if someone in the prison does something wrong, everyone will have to do
1: that um, uh, which, which Which was near. So one of my guys, he had a second job in the prison in the kitchen. Hmm. And some people in, in the kitchen as well, they still a lot of meat, like right. uh, fricadella. Yeah okay. <laughs> yeah, I'm really not sure what's that called. That's called the English. That's just
0: called frikandel in English, but it's oh. a, it's a Dutch food for everyone who's interested. You can look it up. It's uh, you don't want to know what's in it, so don't look that
1: up. It's like spam. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so, yeah. like a really large amount of hamburgers and frikadel and all those kind of things got stolen, yeah. uh, and some then and it got found out, but the guy which was in my team had nothing to do with it. Mm-hmm. But it's also like I'm not gonna snitch you, but. When you're the one who's getting caught, you're not gonna get me into trouble as well, which didn't happen. So there was a problem that he might have uh, been fired from the kitchen, but for my project as well. Oh wow! And well, it's really weird to see a guy with so many experience as one who with 25 experience years of experience yet. Yeah. And he cried. He really was. It was. So, it meant so much to him to do his old job again, after eight years, because he's yeah. already been there for eight years, mm. that the moment he thought he was going to lose it, he just talked to it, talked about it, yeah. and he really, he cried. And it was so, I'm, I'm 26. The guy's over 50, a yeah. lot of experience, gone through a lot, and then he just thinks it's okay, and it is okay, to show emotions this way. And I think that's that, that's beautiful. That's what makes media the the what I, I like. What I do, I really change lives of some people, and that's that's priceless.
0: That's amazing. That must be really intense as well. When yeah. When you're when you're sitting there, 26, and initially you think I'm gonna get some cheap labor in prison, and then you end up kind of bonding with them in a way.
1: Yeah, yeah. It's really hard not to bond with them because. Everybody has their own problems. Everybody has the story. And they just want to be human. And I think in not all prisons and not everybody, mm. but dominance is a thing with people which also makes them corrupt in some way. Mm. So also the Black Lives Matter with the police guys. Yeah. Um, when people get some kind of authority, yeah. the, 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 the availability to use it for abuse is quite high. And the yeah. prison is the same. You got two kinds of people who are walking there. One are the ones who also go to gym, and you can see that they go to gym.
2: Yeah.
1: And there are people who actually like to help and rehabilitate them. And those the the guards who are going to gym, and you're really sure they're going to gym. Yeah. Just they they walk like like they're really cocky, you know. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You know those those guys actually want some incit- excitement yeah. in a bad way. Yeah and that that happens quite quite often and it doesn't go unpunished most of the time but mm. people like to um, it's it really people like to abuse their authority and yeah. that that's really a problem And in prison it's a lot more of a problem and prisoners most of the time don't feel like they're human anymore yeah and when you actually treat them like a human being with a story and with also with kids and how are they doing and just just like a normal person that's so mu- that means so much to them yeah and i didn't expect that at first so yeah the the social entrepreneurial i'm not actually saying i'm i'm social entrepreneur because okay it's still i'm really commercial and i really i think quality in my work is just rule number 1 yeah but to use the social return to make these kind of things happen actually is so much better because you get a lot of loyalty and respect and you actually matter, you do matter.
0: As a
2: person. Yeah, Yeah.
1: and they do too. And it's really weird to see a lot of people who kind of gave up on humanity because they're not treated like one. Yeah. And within our training in the first week, I must say many of the people who are in our team, they kind of get cured of depression in some kind of way. Really, yeah. Because it's it's really boring in prison. It's really really boring. Yeah. So when you got something to do and you got just it, it something matters again. You're puzzling. You're you're actually training your brain again. And when you get out, if you get out, you can actually pick up your life again and not have to do return to the 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 wasteland you came from. Yeah. And yeah, I think that's that's the most beautiful part about the social entrepreneurship which I do. Is that I actually changed lives in a way I did not expect at first
2: yeah
0: so has it um yeah you know we, we talk a bit about we talk about trust there we talk about um about kind of how you deal with people has that has that maybe
1: changed the way you do business in general uh, uh, not really actually it's okay. more i not in business it's more when people has a real um spoken uh, opinion yeah I always like to know why they think like that and then I have just the stories of all the guys I know that it's not that that's uh, one-sided so mm-hmm. people can be kind of shallow um, until they meet someone so if someone has a real big opinion about prisoners and in yeah. business sometimes I, I get those kind of things yeah of course yeah. I invite them to sh- just meet them one time
0: ha- have you actually done that yeah, it, did, I did did someone come to prison after uh, actually yeah
1: yeah so and and uh, people at first are kind of anxious because yeah some people actually committed murder quite quite some actually Yeah, there was one time in a room the average amount of murders was one and I was in the room and I did not commit murder don't worry oh wow so, okay
0: so that that makes uh, <coughs> sorry that accounts for the numbers then <laughs> so yeah <laughs> okay, so we just took uh, a, a tiny, tiny break because you had to cough very badly. I thought I thought it was because you were getting emotional because of the story we were just sharing, but
1: no, no not even. It's just um, when you talk a lot, sometimes when you swallow, the human body has some failures.
0: Yeah, and then it coughs for <laughs> four <laughs> minutes straight. Yeah. <laughs> okay, but you're okay now. Yeah, no, cool. I'm okay now. Yeah, yeah, I'm yeah. good. So um I totally lost where we were. Uh that doesn't matter. I guess we'll just we'll just take it from here. So one thing I'm super curious about is um you are still running a business. You need to eat at the end of the day. So when you're teaching people how to program, in the end you also want uh you want them to be able to work for you. So how do you how do you how do you go about training people?
1: Um yeah, well the thing is the, the training is I don't get any money off it. So it's really, it's free. And when people don't uh, make it, it doesn't matter at all. Okay. So everybody who wants to try programming, we educate them. Um, and afterwards, uh, within the pr- training program, we also uh, get some work from customers in which they can work uh, under uh, under a superior, which is just a senior programmer or something. Uh, someone most of the time who knows business and knows programming. Yeah. And most of the time, that's me at this at this moment. Mm-hmm. But I also have some people who are in the company who are able to do that as well. Yeah. And so within the training, they always they, they actually produce some useful code as well. Okay. So that's yeah. the reason why I just try to help a lot of people. The quality is really important. So the superior, uh, the senior, really needs to check all of the code and use that to educate them more about what can, they can do better. Ah. So the learning curve is quite, quite, quite sharp because everybody who knows a little bit about code mm-hmm. has a senior programmer sitting next to him, helping them to, to get better all the time. Yeah. So that's how we kind of finance the, the training part. Mm-hmm. And after it, when I hire them, hire them, hire them. Sorry, <laughs> I have a lot of companies who want some projects, and I'm just a software company in the end. So I produce software, uh, custom software, for companies just to automate their businesses. So what I did at the hospital, that's what I do for all our customers as well. So we got quite some big ones, uh, and we're talking, uh, I got a football club, uh, which I'm talking to right now, and a car dealer, or uh, importer actually. And what we do is we look at their business and try to make it better. Yeah. Just not not that much overhead. Uh, so, loads of companies actually work in Excel. Yep. Which isn't that bad, but it could go a lot, lot easier and people do not have to be educated to actually do something in it. And you can't fuck things up that easily. In Excel or? Uh, yeah, in Excel you can.
0: Oh, but you cannot in other.
1: Because it's custom and you only can do what you need to do. Okay. When you have some calculation in Excel, you can ruin a lot. Yeah, 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 that's true. In a program, that's not not possible, and it's a lot more user friendly. Mm-hmm. So, um, for instance, for the, the the prisoners, we made the app for the the groceries mm-hmm. that used to be on paper, could be in Excel as well. But yeah. the problem with a one uh, which is two or eleven, yeah, that those kind of problems, you don't have them anymore. Yep. And it's a lot cheaper because you don't need all the paper and you don't have to have someone who brings the paper to other prisons. Mm-hmm. And that's, that, I still don't know why they're doing that. It's, yeah. it's, called, it's really 300,000 euros a year, which they throw away that way. Wow. But it's a job. So maybe within the government, um, personally, I think it's weird when people are proud to say how many people they have working for them. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I got 25 employees, but... Why is that a good thing? Yeah. I mean, uh, yeah, if your business is helping people to get to work, that's a good thing. Yeah. But if you can do it with three people, why are you doing it with 25? Yes, because 25 is awesome. Yeah. Uh, dominance, again. Yeah, 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 So what people think is important most of the time some lies somewhere else within the company. And what we do is we reduce stress for the most employees we don't want anyone fired but we want people to do actually useful things Mm. you don't want to do repetitive things all the time you don't want to import and export all the time if those applications can actually talk to each other yeah so make business smart you don't have to work that hard you need to work smart yeah and i think in most companies everybody needs to do that Uh, i'm uh, an example which i always make is apple Hmm. Well, the fun fact is, I have no Apple whatsoever, nothing. There's I, a
0: lot of Windows screens here, by the way. <laughs> this yeah. room is filled with Android and Windows devices. But I, anyways.
1: When I count just what I can see at this time, it's like four computers and nine screens. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, That's uh, yeah, I do LAN parties sometimes. So some of the screens aren't used at this time until someone comes mm-hmm. over. But um, the thing is, the thing which Apple does quite well Is when you got everything of them, Mm
2: -hmm.
1: it works pretty good together. I think every company should work that way. Most of the companies don't, sadly. Or good, because that means I've got work. (laughs) But what they do is when you got an ecosystem which works together, then it works pretty well. thing with Apple is it's kind of expensive for most people. And personally, I like to make a lot of changes. Yeah so apple is really user friendly but you can't do that much yeah uh, yeah. but that's Uh, the
0: point like you said with excel and with an application like for most people you don't want them to change too much
1: agree so the thing is simple for a developer it it, it sucks for a gamer it sucks yeah yeah okay so (laughs) that that's the thing for what is your what is your goal within software Hmm. and i think to have an ecosystem which works together which doesn't need to have a lot of people just for maintenance Hmm. Just do what you're good at. And that's, that's the thing within my company, I think too. Everybody should do what they're good at. Yeah. Um, everybody can try t- to learn to program with us, mm-hmm. but there's a test up front. And uh, before you start? Before you start, yeah. Okay. And that's, that's a really, really, it's always different. It's never the same test. Yeah. And it's just to know how you think. Mm-hmm. So uh, at one time, I think this one's genius, we had uh, just food okay just prepared food and the question to the one who took the test was how are you gonna make this what do you need okay and we did it was kind of the, the food stuff, we did it multiple times. Mm-hmm. And sometimes people say, well, I see there's a little seasoning, and I think it's about six minutes because it's more on the brown brown side, and oh. the meat is... And those are the kind of details someone with a design eye would see. So so basically you have a finished plate of food, yeah. and they have to kind of
0: backwardsly like like deduct how it was made or...
1: Yeah, agree. Okay. So that's the, that's the test, and then sometimes it's just an image, but they won't get the food. Mm-hmm. Because I can't cook at all, so it's just there was just <laughs> the magazine hamburger.
0: How did you do it? <laughs> <Yeah.
1: laughs> what <Well, no. laughs> if, if we knew? But <laughs> when you got so uh, there was some magazines and I just ripped out uh, a piece of of the the food and with a recipe on it. Mm-hmm. And how are you going to make this? And you got three kinds of people. Uh, the first ones are the ones who look into details and they really have an idea for design. Does they really want to make it look nice. They know how they want to, they want to look, make it look nice. On the other hand, you've got the people who start, well, well, at first I need uh, an oven and I need gas and I need a lighter. Yeah. And yeah. then you know, okay, this guy is far more practical. Yeah. So he wants the kitchen to be correct so he can make it. Yeah. And the other ones, no, wants to do the things they see. yeah, yeah. yeah. In the software development, you got front-end and back-end. Yeah. Front-end is what it looks like. yeah back-end is how it works. It's really, that's kind of shallow to say, but that's most yeah. of how it is.
0: For uh, the layperson, that's enough Like yeah, detail, yeah.
1: So what it looks like, those are the kinds of people who focus on the food. Mm-hmm. But the ones who focus on the kitchen, which you cannot see, those are the guys who do the back-end. Mm-hmm. And there was one guy who he wanted to have a security check for smoke. Okay. I, I made him a tester. <laughs> really? Uh, yeah. So, yeah. I mean, if you really want to know what happens if it goes wrong, then you know how to do risk management. Yeah. So, if you're really bad at cooking, you know, well, if there's going to be a large flame, someone needs to help. Mm-hmm. That's risk uh, management, and so it's a tester or something about that. Yeah.
0: I love this metaphor. So then, so then the people take the test, like say the food test. Then how do you how do you position them after that?
1: Um, at first, we'll see how they. Um, How they answer because some people have no idea. Mm -hmm. I mean, when you look at a a clock, you got some um, uh, numbers, you got a a plate which shows the numbers, you got the the surrounding iron or whatever it is. And if you cannot see that when you see an object, it's really hard to learn to program. Mm -hmm. So, within food, you got a finished project. What do you need? If you can actually do that quite well, Mm -hmm. then you're suitable to, to learn programming. If you have no idea and it just stays with no idea. Yeah. Um and of course we motivate people to actually give answers because some people mm. really are shy. Yeah, yeah. Especially some refugees from the Far East. Yeah, yeah. They're really shy. Um but if you just say some answers which yeah, you're not secure you, you don't know what you're doing, you're not giving the right answers. Like you say know? you're
0: trying to use a sledgehammer to prepare a salad, then I'd <laughs> love to. I actually
1: prepared a bottle of wine that way. Um, yeah, the cork got got stuck, so I just broke the bottle afterwards. <laughs> Things that happened. Okay. Um, uh, but the thing is, that when, when you, you see how people think and and also who structurally think, because mm-hmm. when you see a computer program, it goes from A to B to C, etc. Mm-hmm. So you need to see the process in all the ways to sh- see the process. So it's not only the requirements you need, but also how are we going to do this? Yeah. And if you have no idea about cooking, which I don't, I just say a lot of s- stupid stuff like, yeah, mm-hmm. uh, uh, and I'm going to cook an egg, 25 minutes? Bad idea. But <laughs> I actually know I'm going to cook it. So, yeah. And those kind of stuff is um, how we determine if people actually are able to learn the programming part, at least mm-hmm. at first. And within the... the if they look at the kitchen or the food or something else uh then we make them learn that first because that's what they're good at yeah so we got multiple educations yeah and based on what you're good at and how you think that's the education you're going to get at first
0: okay and then what does it look like
1: uh then you'll uh we have some uh, courses we also re- um, actually made a book which it just right. happens to be there okay um our courses are video based normally. Mm-hmm. Uh, in prison, some of the guys was with older, and he said, "You know, most of our older people they like to read and then they don't like to watch." Mm-hmm. So he transcribed it, and now we got a book. That's <laughs> actually what happened. So yeah. I'm trying to make that an actual book to be able to sell or give away to people. Mm-hmm. But that that's the thing we're we're busy on right now. So that's yep. that's. Uh, that's fresh. Yeah, awesome. Actually, uh, just uh, the day before yesterday, I got this idea. Not really. So it's really. Yeah, so it's, so really it's actually
0: new. like right. The day we met, you got the idea, basically. Yeah, yeah agree. Yeah, so awesome.
1: That's that's. It was a, a tough day, but yeah. that, that's the day I got the idea. So. Um, so we get the courses and we help people actually understand them as well. So the courses are video based mm-hmm. and they get a WhatsApp or they get Facebook or um, a phone number or in prison we go to them because they don't have a phone. Yeah. And they can contact at any time and we make some exercises so they can actually train what they've learned. Mm-hmm. And those exercises might be of those uh, projects from the market. Mm-hmm. They don't know. They don't have to know at that point. Yeah. So... That's in the training. And you start with, uh, for front-end, for instance, you start with HTML and CSS. HTML is what is on a website. Mm
2: -hmm.
1: CSS is how does it look like. Mm -hmm. Afterwards, you go to JavaScript, and JavaScript says, like, um, when you press this button, then something happens. Mm -hmm. When I load this screen, then something happens. Mm -hmm. It's more like the logical part about the front. Uh, And afterwards, there are some frameworks which you can learn to be actually... Uh, relevant in the current market mm-hmm. and that's what the, the last four weeks are for okay. so there are three different frameworks for javascript for instance yeah. and you learn those four quite intensively so you get a junior slash meteor job afterwards okay wow in 12 weeks so <laughs> it, yeah it's it's really it's, it's quite it's kind of tough but as i said one of those guys learned it in three weeks yeah so it, it is possible and it's not that hard but it's you just need to do it yeah. and you need to you you need to go forward yeah and that's the thing i really again i don't care where people came from i care where they want to go to and i'm so, helping them
0: so i'm sure you have people who are who are not able to do it right like yeah. who, who do not know how to cook do you have how, how do you deal with that
1: yeah the things we try to uh, use a test at the front to find those people just to say yeah sorry it's not it's just not for you yeah. and that's Kind of sad, but it's 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 not that hard to start with. So uh, I'm not uh, the most strict guy and I'd like to try. And the 12 weeks are like the average, but some people do twice or thrice as long. Mm-hmm. And that's okay because it's not paid anyway. It's just mm-hmm. helping those people to get fu- further and further. Uh, but some people, I had one in prison. He, he was almost 70, so he was really old and mm-hmm. never touched the computer. And it's really hard to... When you once started and you're kind of smart enough yeah but you can't learn it anymore or yeah. you're not that smart because you can talk quite well those people yeah. are yeah. often as well uh yeah that's that's really tough so what we we try to help them get something else so within underdogs we have a lot of partners mm-hmm. which are different kind of jobs to help them so one of our customers and partners is uh, a wood, a wood
0: Woodworking? Yeah. Yeah.
1: And when people are too smart for them, or what well, smart might not be, but more like to be an artisan in something else, yeah. so like software, they send those guys to us, and when people aren't uh, able to learn the software that well, they can try it with them and we introduce them. Oh, that's amazing. So there's an ecosystem of a lot of companies. I've tried to build underdogs that way mm-hmm. because, because everybody needs to do what they're good at, mm-hmm. I've a lot of partners. So with autism we got a health center, which is specialized in people with autism and high intelligence. Yeah. That combination is quite rare. Okay. And one of the partners is a healthcare center yeah. which actually cares for those people. Yeah. So the, the the medical requirements to help them and also the mental because mental healthcare is quite hard to be honest. Yeah. And some of those people need more help and they help us to do that. Those people are f- actually with them internally. Mm-hmm. We learn and program them. We can hire them. But the healthcare part, that's their thing. Yeah. I can help as far as I can, but there are some limits to what I can do. Yeah. And also for refugees, we got also another partner. And for the prisoners, we got the prison, as a partner, o- yeah. obviously. <laughs> um, for prisoners who came out of prison, there is another comp- uh, company who helps them to get... Uh, a house yeah. so when you're from uh, getting out of prison and you don't have a home they help you to actually yeah live yeah yeah, yeah. and the people are, that's also how we get most of the, our underdogs because those facilities they have the people right and they know how to care for them and we can learn them some practical things yeah. and afterwards hire them to get a job um so the the the, the, the mental stability of those people sometimes is really um, negotiable, to be honest yeah, yeah yeah, and that's not that's not a problem because these people went through a lot mm-hmm. and with a lot I mean a lot yeah. um, so uh, th- th- caring for them is pretty um pretty important. The thing we do is hire them ourselves instead of placing them at customers yeah because they they need a safe environment mm-hmm. uh, especially people with autism with low uh, social skills mm-hmm. th- they just don't come to a job for most of the time a pretty good reason yeah but i, I got one one guy he, he works with us and out of the blue he said i'm not coming to work no okay. con- no context whatsoever okay and i had to talk to them and i was like yeah don't you like to work is it a bad project don't you like me is it something with the company do you have a fight with someone yeah. well it took me like about 20 minutes to find out drum roll he didn't have money for public transportation Oh, wow. So, yeah, I provided some money for public transportation, and in the following hour, he was on the office. That's it. <laughs> and, but that, that kind of stuff happens a lot, and it's really weird. And it's really not that that's not the default, but without context, I'm not coming there. It, most of the time, it's quite an obvious reason, mm-hmm. which they did not tell. With a, if a customer hires someone and they just don't, they're not there. Yeah, yeah. That's a really big problem. That's not that. That's not good. Yeah. But if you see like uh, the 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 movie Rain Man, mm-hmm. the things he does, he's really really good at. Yeah. And the guy I'm talking about is r- really good at what he does. He also is on the forums of Microsoft, yeah. talking to the engineers about the language. Wow. So he is helping people develop the language, instead of, uh, and working in the language, <laughs> and uh, he really really. Yeah, that's quite some issues with autism. But if you can look after it and just know what he's actually good at, that's where people shine. And that's with all our groups that people shine where you won't won't expect it. I mean, people who can't tell about what you did in the weekend, you think they might be not that smart. Mm -hmm. But that's not the problem. It's just there are four different problems which I do not know.
0: Yeah, this is amazing to me because like it seems like a lot of the debates going on at the moment are linked to this as well. You know, like we we have a judgment about someone because of what we can see, but basically what we have to learn is to see differently in a lot of ways.
1: In my opinion, it's mainly prejudice, though. Yeah, 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 for sure. And the the, the people, the, the things with Black Lives Matter at this moment, mm-hmm. people say that um, that the Black Lives Matter and. Because someone has a different skin color, that's not a problem for their their intelligence and those kind of things. And Mm -hmm. obviously that is. But the problem is that people with autism, refugees, prisoners, are thought about the same. Because when people go into criminal uh, circuits, what made them go there? I mean, nobody gets born a criminal. i mean people have a really bad start sometimes but people do not choose to do those kind of things Hmm. they roll into it and and i've got an example for someone to um, illustrate the point yeah, yeah to illustrate the point so when someone uh here is uh they're they're not from a good family uh, maybe uh, darker skin color, which is actually a problem here as well. Not that much as in America, to be honest, but it's also kind of a problem. Yeah,
0: it's definitely a problem here as well. Yeah.
1: And so you got schools like uh, primary schools, and they're called black schools because lots of black people go there.
2: Yeah,
1: yeah. If you're like a border between uh, college and and like high school and the different kind of high school. Yeah. So you got in in Netherlands you got uh, vmbo and you got havo. Yeah. And when you go might go to the higher one but you're not sure, then you're going to the lower one. That's it. Yeah. Yeah. Which they get bored, they get dropped out of school, they get wrong friends, and before mm-hmm. you know it, they're in prison because those kind of problems occur. Yeah. And that's not fair. that, that is absolutely not fair because they had a bad start. Yeah. And of course um everybody has a choice not to do those kind of things, but mm-hmm. it's really hard to do when there's a lot of peer pressure. Or yeah. maybe your family. I know someone who has quite some criminality in his family. Mm -hmm. And he actually doesn't want to be that way. But it's pretty hard if nobody actually managed to help you.
0: Yeah, you you tend to be quite uh, an image of what your parents and your friends are, right? Like you tend to be like kind of a copy of your closest five people.
1: Yeah, yeah. Like a mix, if you will, yeah. Um, Who said that again? It was like, show me your five best friends and I will tell you your future. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah so yeah. that, that that's that's correct and I think the prejudice is all, this is everywhere and try to find the jewels within the dirt yeah. because there's a lot of dirt as well so I'm not saying every prisoner is a good guy yeah. believe me most of them probably aren't yeah. but there are some jewels and even dirt can become a jewel at some time I mm. mean it's all it's all carbon right yeah so <laughs> yeah I mean and the thing is you just need to be there at the right time you need to be the helping hand and just not don't judge people that that, that, that fast yeah. because you don't know what what drives people to do what they do the right. thing you said at the network uh, event is mm-hmm. you, what you really like to do is just to talk people to to find out what makes them drive what what's the drive what makes them do what they do yeah and um, that's the thing I think if everybody stops judging and just think about what makes people do the things they do yeah that that might help a lot because Nobody gets born a bad person, but it it happens.
0: So that actually reminds me what we were talking about right before uh, the coughing incident. Uh, We talked about someone who was against prisoners and that you decided (laughs) to take to prison.
1: Yeah, agree. So the thing is, he was kind of against prisoners. And uh, the the first thing he said, oh yeah, you're going to learn hacking as well, right? Thank you. Oh, wow. (laughs) That's the the first thing I got. (laughs) Like, no, no. No, that, that's a different thing. Believe me, hacking ain't that cool. It's it's really trial and error. And if you mm-hmm. like it, it's okay. But in my opinion, hacking is quite uh, a repetitive thing to do because security leaks are everywhere. And it's it's uh, personally, I think it's kind of boring okay. until you're really good at it. Okay. So, and what I did, I just, I just invited them. So, if you think they're th- that kind of bad person, uh, they want to do lots of bad things. Yeah. Why don't you join me in prison one one day and just meet the guys and and see for yourself what do you think about them? Mm. Just not good, not bad, but just make an opinion when you meet them. Yeah. And if you think they're bad people, yeah. that's okay. But meet them first. Um. After some time, it, it took a while. He didn't actually want it at first, but after some time, he he was okay with it. We had some drinks, some coffee, and it's okay because. Uh, I knew him in a business way already, yeah. um, but he didn't want my company to help him. He want me. To, he wanted me to help him, but he didn't want the company. Okay. So I just invited him again after some time, and I I made him some money, which actually helped. <laughs> that uh, does help, right? That, like it proves helps. something. Yeah. So he actually went with us, and he met them, and he apologized afterwards. No way. Yeah, he did, and he is normally not the guy to apologize. Believe me,
0: because because most people hate admitting they're wrong. So you know, yeah.
1: that's, that's a huge deal. <laughs> but it's it's just he. The thing is, he is actually a programmer from himself, and he is he's not he's not that bad. But the guy in prison learned him a few things. Wow. And I think that that's uh, he kind of he is really proud. But when he learns something, he gets respect for people. That's the thing with with him. Yeah. Um. I think that's what happened there as well, because he got some respect, and he heard the stories and also what it meant to them and where they came from, and they really do not want to go back, yeah and yeah, I think that's kind of turned him around, and I think that that that's beautiful as well, yeah. just not everybody is that way, because my, the team I have all are all special prisoners, mm-hmm. so we got to start us from red to green, yeah, and everybody who, who is green, they can join us. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Or to take the test, at least. Yeah. Uh, The ones who are red are most of the, yeah, more aggressive kind of people with lots of problems. Yeah, yeah. Uh, So when you turn orange or red, then you're out of the the program. So that's what happened with the guy from the kitchen. He almost lost his green status. Oh, wow. So that's that's the problem, which we kind of figured out that, oh, yeah, that's...
0: That's the problem, because then you lose one of your employees. Yeah,
1: which I actually didn't want to lose myself. (laughs) Yeah. <laughs> so we made some rules, and I kind of regretted the rules. I mean, it's 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 a good thing to to have the the, the model prisoners mm-hmm. because they really are the ones who want to go forward, and you don't want to uh, you don't want to be too much with people who are toxic. Yeah. So uh, because that spreads.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. You actually had that as your WhatsApp slogan, I think slogan. Something like hang out with people that bring you forward and not down because.
1: Yeah, you got. uh, There are two people, two kinds of people in your life which you kind of need, Mm. uh, and all the others you don't need. And in my opinion, that's the people who uh, can empower you. So the things you are worse or those kind of things, they are better than you and they can help you to actually achieve more. Or the people who can uh, lighten your stress. So, when you've got a lot of stress, and people can actually be the fun side, they right. don't have to be good at something or anything, but they just relieve your stress quite a lot, yeah but if there's someone who doesn't help you mm-hmm. and it gives you a lot of stress, what are they doing? I yeah. mean, why are they in your life yeah. Yeah. and I think those if if you always look at that then that's that's the quite a good thing to think what what am I doing right now, and am I okay with with my current network. Mm-hmm. I, I got that from my mentor. I, uh, th- my first company, I had a mentor mm-hmm. and we're not really on speaking terms right now, sadly. Okay. It's, it's, yeah, money. It's, it's really annoying to be in this, those kinds of situations. Yeah. But he taught me a lot. And also he he said those kinds of things, which makes me think um, to always know at what point in your life you are, yeah. there are some chances you might need to take and there are just five chances in life to be successful yeah and the moment you hear there are five chances probably two of them are already gone oh that, that's i thing. hope I, s- I hope i still have time <laughs> Pro- probably um we're, we're both young but it's it's more like you got just th- some chances to to do something that matters yeah and also the the, the quote with the people who have to empower or or, or relieve you from mm-hmm. um it's It always try to see where you are and where you want to go. Yeah. And don't, never do it on your ego, believe yeah. me. And also never do it for the money. Yeah. That That's, that's uh, a lack of money is annoying, but uh, overflow doesn't matter. Yeah, yeah. And and that's, yeah, and those are the kind of things which he learned. And he helped me also with planning and helping with people. Because usually, uh, like four years ago, I really was not that social I, I was really not social at all.
0: Yeah, because when you meet you, you're like... I mean, I'm in your house right now, and you're like the biggest nerd ever, which which I absolutely love. But at the same time, you're this amazing storyteller, and you're an amazing networker, and you do all these social things, which is just an insane combination of two things, which I don't think you see a lot.
1: I, I had to learn that. I think uh, the nerds, that, that's originally, and that was... The, the stereotypical nerd is just... Me as well, though, because I like <laughs> anime, I like games, and all of my friends do too. And yeah. they are just, I mean, I've got a piano, and most of the songs I know are from anime. I mean, yeah. that says something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And But that's, that's not a problem. But the, the thing to be social and actually try to uh, communicate with other people, that's a thing I ha- really had to learn. And mm. which the things I do to, um, to help myself getting the right words out, Because the the problem is when I'm... I'm, Intelligence is more like a curse than a blessing sometimes, believe me. And the thing is that when you try to speak to people and try to explain stuff, Mm -hmm. um, it always get to their level. And that's quite hard sometimes because sometimes it's obvious, but it's not obvious. And what I do is always a lot of metaphors, like a, a lot. Because when I say something about programming... Mm-hmm. And I have, uh, I'm talking about microservices which are combined through service buses mm-hmm. on an Azure cloud with a an, an, uh, management API in front of it. Yeah. Nobody knows what I'm talking about. Right. But when I say the same thing in Lego, okay. then people will understand. When, when I say that, well, you got a castle. Yeah. You want to build a castle. A castle is quite hard if you don't have anything standing because there are a lot of options. Yeah. But when you have a lot of people who can just do tiny things like a a wall like like a wall yeah when you make someone uh build a wall then you have a wall then another one just a tower
2: yeah
1: and that's just for smaller walls in a certain way so then you got just one someone who can build a wall and you got someone who can build a tower and maybe some other stuff maybe stairs somewhere but if you have all those separate things in lego then it's just yeah four walls and four towers and you got a castle yeah and that's in in software the same it's all smaller parts which are actually pretty easy mm-hmm. but together that makes a, co- a complex thing yeah. but the only one who needs to know how the complex thing works is the architect of the castle yeah and in software you got an architect as well which is kind of the same thing mm-hmm. so you got a bit a complex problem divided in s- a lot less complex uh sub parts and then it's, it's a lot more manageable yeah and I always try to do those kind of metaphors because this is an example, and I think, uh, if I'm wrong, I, you, I, you must say it as well. Yeah, yeah. The first explanation was quite hard. Yeah. And the second one was quite manageable. Y-
0: yeah, no, I'm also going to remember this one because of the way you told it. Yeah, for sure.
1: And, and that, that, <laughs> that's also storytelling. Metaphors are doing a quite, quite a good job. I mean, real stories normally are better, but they are not infinite. I yeah. mean, metaphors, you can try to do anything and you can try to explain everything in the most weird ways. Believe me, uh, within our French group, we got a joke and it's about a bag, which is green. Yeah. That's what the bag says, but it's a red bag. It's green because <laughs> it's economical and good for the nature, those kind of stuff. Because yeah. for some reason, there was a joke that everything was green, which was red. Yeah. <laughs> and I mean, when you got a metaphor within a group that mm-hmm. way and a, fa- and a fun fact um, and you see something which is not good for the environment, you just say, well, that's red. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and yeah, it's, yeah. it's one of the things every, when you know how it works, yeah. within groups, you can go endlessly. But stories like the, the, the man who yeah, who kind of gave up his family uh, in, a, in a way before mm-hmm. the way for prison, mm-hmm. Uh, and the problems he has and his, his life, those kind of stories, they're not infinite. Yeah. He also wants to, he I'm not sure if he wants to, but he got an offer to make a movie out of it. Really? He does, yeah. Wow. So those stories aren't infinite, but those are the stories you'd really like to find out, mm-hmm. and also with all the other things. And I think that's that's kind of what life is about, making the best stories. Yeah.
0: So, okay, so, you've become kind of more sociable, what you're saying, and yeah. uh, a big part of that is stories. Uh, you know, you say part of that was your mentor. Are there any other things that people who are maybe either maybe more nerdy or shy or uh, that can kind of how, how would you advise them to learn about that?
1: Um, well, yeah, um, let's say um, just say yes more often sometimes. So, mm-hmm. when you think if you're really shy your first reaction is fear and it's no
2: yeah
1: try to find out what's the worst thing that can happen i mean if you're a public speaker right and you stutter and you don't say anything or maybe you make the worst joke ever what's the best the worst thing that can happen yeah most of the time it's not that bad i mean it's very very awkward yeah (laughs) deal with it you know awkwardness is something to deal with it's something to play with Almost and something
0: you have to learn to love, maybe, even.
1: Maybe. I th- Yeah, well, I don't feel awkward that, that much, I must say. I but, do. but that's another story. Without, yeah, <laughs> but it, it's, um, when you address the emotion, uh-huh. then it becomes better, because when you're really happy, and you address why you're happy, then you're going to be happier because you know why you're happy, mm-hmm. and you've got to love the thing that makes you happy even more. Mm-hmm. If you are sad because of something, just... Feel sadness. Not, not to have a verdict, not judging about it, but it's a feeling. It's just your muscles getting tense and try to see the physical parts about it mm-hmm. other than the mental strain it gives. Mm-hmm. And I think the like awkwardness is one of those things as well. If you are really awkward just try to focus on your hips and think the one next to you always, also has hips and he might dance really w- really weird. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's, if you try to see that way, it's like, yeah, imagine them in underwear. That doesn't work. No, that,
0: um, that can actually work against you if it's attractive people. Yeah, yep. <laughs> I agree. But there was,
1: um, there was uh, a few months ago, I met Jonathan Talbot and he is a trainer for TEDx people. And what he said for awkwardness is, if you feel awkward, just stand straight and go to your head and your shoulders and your hips. And when he did it for his hips, everybody just started laughing and tried to do the same Yeah. because everybody has the same problems. Everybody feels the awkwardness. Everybody is shy sometimes. And yeah. I mean, the shyness is kind of weird because it comes when you least want it. Yeah,
2: yeah.
1: And that's it and just just say this is what i feel and that's okay and i think that that's for shyness awkwardness and fear Hmm. that's the the thing to just address it i'm terrified of bees for instance oh yeah i'm I'm terrified and normally like when i was a child when i saw one bee in the in the garden i wouldn't come out for a year for for instance well or all summer at least and what i did is just address it feel what i feel know it's close Mm -hmm. um if it gets too close i'm still out so i'm still (laughs) learning uh but it's just to fear and shyness and awkwardness gets better when you actually try to want it Mm -hmm. and that's with fear as well so for bees when there is a bee i'm just keeping track of it but i'm knowing i'm le- getting a little tense sometimes i say something about it which helps mm-hmm. and i think that's just like the same you'll thing you
0: literally say i feel fear i'm very
1: I, I, i'm terrified still yeah so yeah, okay, yeah. i'm i'm not sure why probably because i got st- stung by a kid uh when i was a kid was good, yeah. stung by a kid oh damn stung as a kid uh, yeah. as a kid um yeah.
0: unless it was halloween then i can imagine but uh, or prison yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, sorry <laughs> no but
1: uh, the thing is that um I still feel the fear always, and I mm. really dislike it. And when people feel see me getting tense, mm. I just mention it because yeah, that that's a thing, and everybody has something. Um, and normally I get a compliment because oh, you're actually doing quite fine, and you're still sitting here. So yeah, yeah. Um, it's it's also making you more human like as well, mm-hmm. and that's making the personal connection to people. It's just saying what you feel, saying. And, and just knowing how it feels. Yeah, yeah. Because that's, I think, key to awkwardness and getting rid of the nerdy stuff. Um, and for instance, for the. the, the, the for, for instance, beautiful girls are quite shy most of the time. Yeah. They really don't like themselves most of the time. How, how come, you'd say? Yeah. Do you know?
0: I have no idea.
1: Because if everybody thinks you're out of their league, yeah. you don't get any attention. Uh-huh. And if you don't get the attention you probably think you're not that go- uh, not that good
0: That yeah that's a pretty good
1: point and of course there are some people with more dominance and more like authority who think mm. they're great will step onto them but yeah. that's the only reason why some of those guys get those girls because if you're really sweet and okay and you know it's you can get a, you can do a lot more than you think yeah. it's just everybody wants to be accepted yeah and the fun fact is the most beautiful girls think they're not accepted because nobody makes a move sometimes
0: yeah and then the guys who do make moves are actually not that nice in the end so then you don't feel valued yeah agree so and
1: also if just be yourself don't try to the the funniest thing i always see is that the nice guy yeah i'm so nice but never say you're nice just do things because you want to do them
2: yeah
1: and if you want someone to join make them join but don't Don't do it to be nice. Yeah, yeah. Do it to because you want it. If you don't want to help someone, just don't do that.
2: Yeah, I mean yeah. it's
1: not sincere, and that's the re- reason why nice guys never get the girls because there's a reason behind why they're nice, <laughs> and that's the thing. Yeah, yeah. That's and a good point. and it's just keep it to yourself. Enjoy for. I mean, life is a ride. Enjoy it. Yeah. And of course, it gets ups and downs, but it's just. Um. Do whatever you like. Try to get out of the comfort zone, but comfort zone is numbing. Yeah. And I mean, Stockholm syndrome is a thing. Yeah. And just for for the guys, just talk a lot. And if people judge you, then they're not your kind of people, and go on because there are a lot of people like you. Yeah, yeah. Just find them.
0: So, so this links to the the last question I always ask in an interview, which is if you had a billboard, on which you could write, say a sentence for the whole world to see, what would you put on the billboard? I know, it's not a small question. Uh, We do the hard stuff here. (laughs) No problem.
1: I I like the hard stuff. Let's see. (laughs) Billboard for the whole world to see. Yeah, the problem is people... You can make it that people can see it, but you just need to accept it as well. And that's the hard part, because um, the thing... I think it's damn this one's hard <laughs> the thing which comes to mind is uh don't judge them ask how they're doing
0: don't judge them ask no, don't, how they're don't they're judge
1: right. anybody but just ask how they're doing that's amazing I, I think that that's what i want the world because that's more like an action to do it's not like a, a nice quote so everybody can see yeah oh, that's a nice quote yeah. it's an action that everybody judges someone or is afraid of someone and of course I'm, I'm the, everybody has that in them and I really dislike it I'm really I always say I don't, I don't care about where people come from and mm-hmm. that's true mm-hmm. but when people from certain groups are together yeah which are actually quite prejudiced in the news yeah I always feel kind of tense as well you feel uncomfortable yeah, yeah. and that's just different discrimination which is just internally mm-hmm. you, you don't I, I never act on it, but it's always, I feel kind of tense and then the awkwardness and I'll just start, um, uh, start a conversation and then yeah. it's okay again. But it's something which is out of your comfort zone, always feels tense, mm-hmm. but never try to judge it. Yeah. That's it, I think. it's yeah.
0: amazing. That's amazing. I I, lo- I love ending it this way. Chris, this has been an amazing conversation. Uh, I think in uh, in a while we may have to do an episode two because there's so many more stories which i think we have to explore at some point uh but i want to i want to thank you so much for being here
1: thank you yeah i'd like to be here i mean i like their own stories that's yeah. kind of my weak spot though
0: <laughs> it's i mean for a podcast it's perfect agree all right thanks everyone thank you That's it, you guys. Thank you so much for listening to episode number 10. And if you would like to get in contact with Chris, you can just send him a message on LinkedIn or I was even allowed to leave his WhatsApp number here, which is plus one six. Eight three six five eight eight zero two. And as for me, you can always add me on Instagram, which is at yapioapp, which is at J-A-P-I-O-A-P. And apart from that, just let us know what you thought of this episode. You can send me a message or you can leave a review on iTunes or wherever you are. And make sure to visit www.monoclemoments.com for all episodes. Thank you guys so much and see you in the next one.